0: Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Treadmill Talks. Today's episode is going to cover different types of cravings. I've talked quite a bit in the past about how a lot of our cravings stem from our brain's desire to produce more dopamine and serotonin. But today I'm going to go into a bit more detail about the physiological reasons why we crave specific things like let's say chocolate during our periods. Because sometimes our cravings are not just about using food to make us feel good and happy but they can be due to things like actual nutrient deficiencies. Sometimes it can be hard to distinguish the difference between different types of cravings though. Because for example, craving chocolate during your period is very common, but are you craving it just because you're a grumpy Gus and you feel like crap and you want to eat something yummy like chocolate to make you feel happy again? Or are you craving chocolate specifically due to an actual deficiency that might be caused by your period. Without getting actual blood work done, there's not really any surefire way to tell if you are truly deficient in a specific nutrient. But if you learn how to tap into and really listen to your body, you might be surprised by how much it is actually telling you. Let's start by differentiating between what we're going to refer to as physical versus emotional cravings, physical cravings, meaning you are craving something specific due to a possible deficiency, emotional cravings, meaning you are craving something that is just generally yummy because perhaps your brain wants more feel good chemicals like dopamine. We'll use chocolate during your period for our first example. Next time you find yourself wanting to reach for something like a Snickers during your period, ask yourself this, is this Snickers specifically what is going to satisfy my craving or will something else satisfy it? Will a piece of dark chocolate satisfy my craving or will something that is sweet, but completely different like perhaps a piece of carrot cake satisfy my craving. If you take a minute to really think about it and you're like, yeah, I just want a fucking Snickers, then it might be due to a nutrient deficiency since your body is going through some serious fucking shit during your period and it is actually possible that something like a Snickers has the exact nutrient that you are lacking. Or it could also be due to some sort of emotional attachment that your brain has wired you to believe. Because maybe you've always had a Snickers during your period, so you've conditioned those pathways in your brain to think that it is the only thing that works. And that's where you've got to kind of work on tapping into your own self to distinguish those differences. But if you realize that it's actually just any type of sweet treat that you're craving, then it might just be your body's way of trying to make your grumpy ass feel happy again. Because when we're sad or mad or stressed, eating delicious food is one of the quickest and easiest ways for our body to get more dopamine and feel happy again. However, if you stop and realize that, hmm, actually a piece of dark chocolate actually sounds pretty divine right about now, maybe even better than a Snickers. Then you might be deficient in something like magnesium since dark chocolate is a great source of magnesium and so many of us are deficient in it already. And then especially deficient in it during our periods. This is because when certain hormones like progesterone are higher, our magnesium levels get lower. Or your craving for chocolate could be a combination of emotional eating and something like a magnesium deficiency. Because our menstrual cycles cause a ton of changes in hormones, and it's not always a black and white answer. Sometimes there are multiple variables coming into play. That's where you've got to learn how to tap into your own body and figure out what it is trying to tell you. If you're tracking your food, it can make figuring out stuff like this a lot easier because once you're able to get your calories and macros dialed in, then you can start to pay attention to things like micronutrients. And you can even start to notice trends and patterns with how you feel after eating certain things or during certain times of the month. One thing I like to have a lot of my clients track is their sodium, because contrary to what the RDA likes to tell us, a lot of people, especially athletes, are actually pretty fucking deficient in sodium, like surprisingly deficient. If you haven't already, go back a few episodes and listen to my one on sodium. It's titled The One Where I Get Salty. In that episode, I explain a bit more about why so many of us need more sodium than the RDA's recommended intake of 2,300 milligrams. But since I already covered that in a different episode, I'm going to move forward. I recently had someone ask me, what does it mean if I'm always craving salt? They said they feel like they are becoming addicted to salt, and they were wondering if it meant they were deficient in something, to which I responded with, yeah, you're probably deficient in salt. (laughs) This person in particular was actually someone that I used to work with. So I was already fairly familiar with their diet, activity level, geographical location, et cetera, et cetera. And I knew that there was a good chance that they were not getting enough sodium. But dude, if you're constantly craving salt, it's probably because you need more salt. If you're someone who eats a primarily whole food diet and you're drinking tons of plain water, then you're going to be flushing what little amount of sodium you're getting from food out of your body. So of course you're going to crave it because your body is going to be out of homeostasis. Typically, when I first tell a client to increase their sodium intake, I get some resistance from them because it's been so ingrained in us to limit our sodium intake because we've been told for so long that it is bad for our blood pressure and whatnot. Again, go back and listen to my episode on sodium if you haven't already, because there is more and more research being done proving that this is actually pretty far from the truth and increasing sodium to an extent, of course, can actually improve things like blood pressure. But What's been super interesting to me as a coach is that oftentimes when I have a client increase their sodium, not only do they notice positive changes in the things that I expected them to like better energy throughout the day, improved cognition, better pumps in the gym, but a lot of them have also reported less cravings for salty foods, which makes total fucking sense when you think about it. Craving salt, eat more salt. I've also noticed that increasing sodium can sometimes even lower overall feelings of hunger in general. There's this notion that sometimes we confuse our hunger for thirst. And while I hate how oversimplified that statement is because it gets very easily misconstrued, there is actually some merit to it because sodium is connected to thirst. It's not just about water. And if your sodium is super low, then your body is going to crave it. So oftentimes it can be confused with hunger because we start to crave salty things when we aren't getting enough sodium. But sometimes if you were to just get a bit more sodium in your diet, then your body's sodium to water ratio would level out a bit more, and those feelings of hunger might actually subside a bit. What I don't like about that statement, though, is that people will drink a glass of plain water thinking that perhaps they are just thirsty, but then they actually just make the situation worse because they're flushing out even more sodium, and then the cycle continues. Anyway, I'm starting to go off on another tangent about sodium. I'm just really passionate about salt, okay, guys? (laughs) But... As with anything in nutrition, there's always going to be that gray area with things like sodium, because like I mentioned, it's not always a simple black and white reason for a craving. Sometimes we'll get a craving for something like say chips and we'll think, oh, I must be craving something salty. But what we're really craving is something hyper palatable since chips are high in salt and high in fats. In which case that's our stupid fucking brains trying to get a hit of dopamine again. Or maybe it's our body craving something fatty because newsflash guys, chips are not just a carb source. They're all a bit different depending on what type and brand you go for. But if you look at the nutrition labels on some of them, you'll notice that a lot of the calories and chips actually come from fats. So if that's the case, then you might be craving chips because your body wants fatty foods because maybe you've been eating a diet that is way too low in fats. And again, this is where tracking your food can be so beneficial because once you start to see trends with your eating patterns, you can start to notice things like where your fats are at on a day-to-day or a week-by-week basis. And if you notice that you're getting less than, let's say, maybe like 20% of your calories from fats then you're probably going to be craving fats. But craving something like fats can also be a side effect of simply being in a deficit for an extended period of time. Because dieting in general typically causes more cravings. And it causes more intense cravings. Any competitor who has truly pushed hard during a prep knows that those food cravings and those food fantasies can get intense as fuck toward the end. And sometimes the cravings can get pretty weird too. I remember one prep where all I wanted was Pop-Tarts and I'm not like a Pop-Tart person. I mean, they're good and all, but they're not something that I ever craved or ever bought. But we can get those super weird and random cravings when our body becomes so underfed that it just wants calories because that's when it's not just about our brain trying to get more dopamine or anything, but rather just wanting to eat to survive. If we've been dieting super hard or for a super long time, then we're eventually going to get to this point of being so hungry that we'll eat anything and it doesn't even matter how weird it is. Even if we are aware that eating something like chicken and veggies is going to be the most nourishing and will probably help us to feel full longer than something like a Pop-Tart would, our body is like, nah, bro, just give me the fucking Pop-Tart because it has more calories than chicken and veggies, and I need those damn calories at this point just to fucking function because I feel like I'm going to die, which, I mean, you kind of are because... Dieting is literally controlled starvation and getting stage lean takes it pretty close to that wanting to die level of lean. The shreds might look cool and all, but they're not fun, man. I promise when you're that lean, you're more likely to have to deal with the cravings from your brain wanting dopamine since you're fucking miserable and tired all the time. But you're also going to crave more foods in general because your body is literally starving and it just wants calories. And you're gonna be craving more stuff because you're just downright more hungry and your leptin and ghrelin might be off. And you could potentially be dealing with cravings caused by nutrient deficiencies too, since it's harder to get enough nutrients when food is extremely low. Which is one of many reasons why getting your calories from single ingredient foods like fruits and vegetables becomes even more imperative during a fat loss phase like a competition prep. Craving carbs when you're deep in prep or have just been dieting for a long time is also super common because carbs are a quick and easy way to bring cortisol levels down, which I talked about just a few weeks ago in my episode about stress eating. I've noticed that the people who claim to crave carbs all the time tend to be the same people who also restrict carbs all the time. And although it might not technically be a deficiency since we don't actually need carbs to survive, those cravings are most likely because you're not giving your body enough of them. Just like how, if you eat too low of fats, you're going to crave fats, if you don't eat many carbs, then you're going to crave carbs. And if you're stressed or you've been dieting for a long time, which is stressful on the body, then you're more likely to crave carbs as well. Another common and slightly more specific craving during a fat loss phase or during our period is cravings for red meat. And this can be caused by a couple of different things as well, because again, cravings are not always black and white. Craving red meat, maybe something like a burger during a fat loss phase, could be due to your body wanting more calories in general or more fats in general, but it could also be due to something like an iron deficiency, which can totally happen if calories are too low. And iron deficiencies are also super common during our periods because we lose a lot of iron when we bleed for days on end. And if you're not replacing that iron somehow, then you might start to crave foods that are high in iron, like red meat. Something else to consider with cravings is the saying, you are what you eat. It might sound cheesy and cliche, but there's actually a lot of validity to that statement because the more you eat certain foods, the more you tend to crave those certain types of foods, which does kind of go against the whole cravings being caused by deficiencies thing, but this has more to do with our gut bacteria. To put it super simply, our gut has good bacteria and bad bacteria, and these bacteria need different types of foods to survive. The good bacteria eat foods that are nutritionally dense, like fruits and vegetables, and the bad bacteria eat things that are calorically dense, like pizza and cookies. So when we eat a diet that is full of nutrient-dense foods, then those good bacteria become well fed and multiply, while the bad bacteria are starving and dying off. And when there are more good bacteria than bad bacteria, their signal to our body to eat more nutritious foods is going to be stronger than the bad bacteria signal to eat more pizza. But on the flip side, if we're always eating pizza and cookies, then the bad bacteria are going to be thriving and multiplying while the good bacteria are going to starve and die off. In which case, the bad bacteria's signal to eat more calorically dense foods is going to become stronger than the good bacteria's signal to eat more nutritious foods. So our cravings can also be affected by what we're eating most often. Now, this is just a handful of reasons why we get certain types of cravings. There's obviously plenty more. But the next time you're craving something, I encourage you to really take a moment and ask yourself, What exactly am I actually craving and why am I craving it? Is it a physical craving due to something like a nutrient deficiency? Or is it an emotional craving that I can satisfy with something else? Because when you are willing to really do the work to get in tune with your body and start to actually pay attention to what it's telling you, and maybe even track your food to look for patterns or deficiencies, then you can start to figure out why you tend to crave certain things. Maybe it's your brain being a dick and has to do with emotional or stress eating. Or maybe your diet is lacking a specific nutrient like magnesium or iron. Maybe you've been going too low on fats or too low on carbs or too low on just calories in general, and your body is just straight up pissed off at you for starving it for so long. Or maybe your body is craving shit because you keep feeding it shit. It's unfortunately not totally cut and dry. Nothing with nutrition really ever is, which is why it can be so confusing. So if you have a question about a specific craving Seriously, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Send me a DM on Instagram, or if you want more thorough and individualized help, you can click the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my treadmill talk.